welcome to our podcast for this wonderful day. Hi, Derek. How are you? What up, Jay? Episode three, baby. Here we go. Well, is it episode three? Because, you know, remember, I'm editing this, so this could be episode 10. I have took all of our hour-long podcasts and turned them into 20-minute podcasts. Well, being that you are the most organized person that I know, I'm sure you would have discussed this with me before we jumped on the air. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense, especially since I told you this is episode three, didn't I? Yeah, that makes sense. How's your day going, bro? Um, I, You know, it was good. Uh, today's the first day of my six weeks off from um, work uh, because uh, on Tuesday I'm having a... Oh, sorry. On Monday I'm having a baby. Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, well, yeah. We're having a baby on Monday. We even have a doctor's appointment for it. Congrats, man. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. We're in the baby room now as we record. It's a little more organized than last time. The Sock Monkey and Panda are still watching us. And um, Ric Flair is on the other cabinet. That is not Ric Flair. That is my amazing grandfather, Roger Beck, who was a who's actually in the Texas Wings Swing Hall of Fame there in San Marcos, Texas. He had been a performer for over 30 years, um, even longer than that, but I just can't remember the exact number. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, he's amazing. And me and him used to actually, uh, uh, sing songs together. Uh, I tried to talk him into doing a rap song once that went terrible. Um, (laughs) he was like, son, I don't think I can sing that. My brain doesn't even go that fast. And I'm like, but we're just going to record you and then edit me in. So, and he's like, no, it's not going to work. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. One day I'll probably sample him. I have a few recordings of him. So we'll see what happens. So it sounds like performance is in the blood. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, they my family never really... Uh, for years, the joke was Jason's a great rapper uh, for Christmas presents. And uh, <laughs> that was... That got annoying after like the first year. And then they were like, well, Jason, you know, he, he's going to get out of this rapping thing. And the one thing that I... Um, that I the best thing about is my my grandmother have I mentioned her on the podcast yet no oh cool so uh, my grandmother unless you have unless this is episode 10 and not episode 3 I've used a different host the whole time (laughs) (laughs) I've replaced you and you don't know (laughs) we haven't seen for each other for a whole week you don't tell them what I've done Uh, (laughs) guys don't tell Derek about the other episodes with the other host my other best friend, who's better than Derek. Shh. The way better looking one. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm the way better looking one. Um, if anybody could pull off a dual hosting show by themselves, it would probably be you. Here's the question. Is this a dual hosting job that I'm doing by myself? <laughs> you mean you're asking if I'm actually here or not? Yeah. If you're actually me and I'm actually having this conversation with myself. And then these laughs that you hear are actually me laughing at my own jokes in post-editing. Wow. Have you ever considered that? That would be some inception depth. Right yeah. there. And you're looking at me and then you realize that you're not actually what happens if that's true that you're not even you and that you're just a figment of my imagination. That would be <laughs> depressing. That's not Oh anyway, so back to my grandfather. Uh his my grandmother, Margie Beck, uh performed with him most of those years. And she was one of my biggest fans. So Which was, is why Jason loves country music because of his grandparents. Really? That's your move. <laughs> I love my grandparents, and they were awesome. And uh, my grandmother used to be a big fan of my rapping, which, uh, you know, I even wrote a song for her um, on one of my records, and so that was fun. And I got to show that to, did I, sh- I don't know, no, I didn't. She passed away, and then I wrote it after she passed away. So I was like, did I show it to her? No, I never showed it to her, because it didn't exist until she passed. But uh, it was cool that I got to do that. She was super cool. Uh, but anyways, she was, uh, she actually, did you know she was actually a race car driver, my grandmother? Oh, wow. Yeah. So she, she did lots of stuff. She was also a weirdo. And so I love that about her. One of my favorite things, uh, about her is, uh, I don't think this is a weirdo. This is just an awesome example of a Christian, but, uh, every Christmas she would rent, she would, uh, buy like, um, like 
hundreds of wooden ornaments. And then she'd have like 50 at a time in her purse. And as she walked to work and walked home, she would give people these presents so she could talk to them about Jesus. Hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, but I bet in Austin, most people just thought she was weird. Hmm. Um, but I thought she was awesome. And, you know, I try my hardest to be a good example. I'm um, having her around. So, no, Derek, that is not Ric Flair up there. That is my very awesome grandfather who just passed. Wait, he just passed this year, and you're disrespecting his spirit. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> No, no, we both know that uh, it's not just perfect. So what I was going to say, yes. if you provided me an alley to jump in there after you commented on what your grandmother would do, is it's amazing to have a legacy like that and where her generosity and her maximizing the opportunities to bring up Jesus and share some goodness with other people is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So she has left you quite a legacy, and I know you're active in sharing him too. Yeah. I mean, my thing, though, is the wooden uh, ornaments that I bring out are, like, pictures of me. It's just, like, wooden Christmas ornaments. me as elves, and me as a Santa Claus, me as reindeer. Just, like, a big bearded reindeer. Okay, I'm not sure where you're going with this. I was really hoping you, I'd get a laugh at that. No laugh? So you make wooden ornaments of yourself? Yes. And then pass them out? Yes, and tell people about. Yeah, I see where this that was bad idea. This is <laughs> <laughs> okay. So don't do that. This is what you're saying. Ornaments. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm now. I've told you the story where that one time that I. That, so in my head, a lot of the time, there are things I'm really good at, and there's other things I just assume I'm really good at. And so this this wooden uh, ornament thing is probably something I would assume I was good at. But um, there's this one time where I had this girlfriend and I wanted to make her something really awesome. So I decided I was going to make her a turtle sitting on a mushroom with an umbrella on his hands um, over his head. Um, and I was going to make this a candle and I was going to I was going to carve this sweet candle that was a that was all the turtle sitting on a mushroom holding a holding a umbrella for a rainy day and i, I actually believe that should be the cover art for this ep- episode when you uh post this online well, it, should it actually be the carving that i made the or actual carving or should made. i draw something cool you do have a hidden talent for drawing yeah but so there i am and i'm like i'm gonna make this happen this is gonna be amazing and so but i've never carved anything especially not a candle and so i go to in in austin there's this place called the candle factory so I literally just went to the candle factory and I was like, yo, I need candle wax. And they're like, we have lots of it. And then the, I got to just choose a giant candle. So I picked a giant candle. Again, I did not read instructions. I just assumed I was going to be good at this. So um, I thought, hey, you know, why don't I not? And I'm not going to look at you right now because you're going to make me laugh before I tell you the story. Um, is that I was like, hey, why don't I? Um, why don't I instead of carving it? Why don't I sculpt it? <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, so I take the candle wax and I stick it in a bowl and I microwave it for five minutes. And then without gloves, <laughs> I pick up the thing of wax, which looks fine. Then I proceed to squeeze. <laughs> And as the hot wax burns my hand, I go, wow, this is a stupid idea. And uh, so then I uh, changed my mind. And what I did is I took the leftover wax. I stuck it in a bowl. I microwaved it. I flipped the bowl over. I took a knife and I carved a, I carved like a, a tic-tac-toe board on the, on the bowl shape that I made. And then I proceeded to carve down some legs and a head. And so my uh, amazing turtle on a mushroom holding an umbrella ended up being a bowl-shaped turtle with a head that was stuck on via uh, <laughs> via uh, toothpicks. Because uh, when I sculpted out the head, it, I cut it off accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> so then I took some uh, toothpicks and I stuck it back on. And then... Um, yeah, so that didn't go the way I thought. It ended up just looking like a very sad bowl. 
mm-hmm. the head ahead. Indeed. You know, speaking of turtles, um, so one time my wife, my my mom and I were actually driving in her her pickup truck down the highway. One of the highways here in San Antonio is 151. We were driving down 151 as it turned into Highway 90, and we saw a dog. It wasn't a turtle, but it was a dog. And we saw a dog in the median of the the highway. And my mom looks at me and asks me if I want to save a dog today. Do you want to save a dog today? And in my dark heart, I said, not really, but I'm down for an adventure. So we both decide we're going to go save this dog. So we create a little game plan. So part of the game plan meant we had to go to Valero because we need to figure out a way to get the dog into the back of the truck on the median of the highway to, uh, to save its life and to make sure we're also not hurt as well by the dog. We don't want to get bit and get rabies from this stray dog that's hanging out in the median of the highway. So we go to Valero. We, we You know those rolling hot dogs they have that are nasty that I don't think anybody in their right mind would ever eat? I love those. <laughs> I get them all the time. Those are terrible. They're probably terrible for you. <laughs> They're two for 222. <laughs> and a Valero is walking distance from uh, Jason's uh, apartment right here. Yeah, but, you know, when I'm out on the roads and uh, I don't have any uh, any plans for lunch, uh, you know, I can go there. And, you know, for a while there, I go to the Missions Baseball Games and they give away this coupon that was too hot. Get a, get a hot dog, get chips, a drink for free and i would go to the game and i'd pick up like 50 of those bad boys and literally that was my lunch every single day for work i'd be like (laughs) yes and then if i didn't have that for lunch it was breakfast (laughs) and i would have a deliciously gourmet hot dog from valero so another option of the cover art for episode three should be your awesome physique with uh some hot dogs from Valero but back to my story so I go Derek I don't think you realize that the cover art for the podcast is going to be the same cover art every single time we're not going to change the cover art every single episode what if, a, what if I have a link from Facebook that I use different pictures to draw people in so they don't see the same picture every time that I post it well I mean that would be extra work on your end because I ain't doing it we're trying to create buzz and you can't create buzz using the same picture over and over again. So I'm in Valero, and I get, proceed to get two hot dogs for two twenty-two. I go up to the cashier, and I say, before you start to judge me for actually eating these, I want you to know I'm not going to eat them, but I'm going to use them as bait to save a dog's life today. Pay for the hot dogs, get back in my mom's truck. We go back onto the highway. We do the turnaround, get on the highway. We missed the first time. We actually missed the second time, and on the third time, we finally... Um, are able to pull up right in front of where the dog is. I get the hot dogs, cut them into pieces. I have about eight pieces ready to go. I get those hot dogs, and I begin to create a path onto the bed of the pickup truck. So I put one one piece of hot dog in the bed, one piece of hot dog on the tailgate, when, and I create a trail. As I get closer to the, hot do- to the, the dog, not the hot dog, as I get closer to the dog with the hot dogs, He's or no she it was a she she was laying down so I threw one of the pieces of the hot dogs and it startled her and she began to walk nervously into the middle of the highway I covered my eyes I didn't want to see her get destroyed but I also didn't want to be hit by her bones if she flew toward me so luckily there's and she escape from the highway and that's the way we rescued the dog now one thing i want to bring up is uh how long ago was this within three years yeah i just wanted people to realize this was not child Derek. this was an adult Derek. three years ago i'm just saying that out loud so people know that he just rides with his mom all the time in a truck looking for spare dogs to save their lives Because that's how he lives to his be life. Clear, my vehicle was in the at the mechanic, and my mom offered to come pick me up to take me to the mechanic as my vehicle was ready. 
the only reason I can make jokes like this is because my mom lives in Austin. So she's not here to pick me up and ride with me. Even though in the next two weeks, you're going to see her all the time. We might actually, you know what? We might have my mom as a podcast guest next week. That would be hilarious. What if my mom came too? Dude, that'd be awesome. Like a mom's podcast, a mom, a mom's <laughs> cast. <laughs> that'd be fun. They could take care of my baby. So, oh, wait. so maybe the title of this episode three can be turtles and dogs. Yeah. Sounds good. Teenage Mutant Ninja Boggs. Wait, Boggs? Dogs? Oh, I don't know. That's all I have. So, I don't have anything. Uh, Jay, you and I discussed potentially using this time to discuss, to cover the topic of failing in the workplace. Do you want to kick us off or do you want me to jump off? Sure. So I guess uh, um, my question is, is... What what do you do when it doesn't seem like you can do anything right at work? But to be an example, what do you think you can do in that situation? When it seems that you can't do anything right? Yeah. Is that the time just to quit? So, um in the in the workspace, it is uh in to shed a little bit of context in what uh, where my career is now, um, my, my role in in a, in a contact center in a, in a call center with an insurance company that I cannot name, but it's an eagle and it starts with a nation and ends with an eyed, has a W in between, and so the the, the company I work for one of the things that uh, we have done is we're involved in interviews. And we look, we, we resume, we analyze resumes, we conduct interviews. And there's a time period where I was doing two or three interviews a week. Most recently, um, I haven't been as active on that segment of the, of the role. But in that, so I, I, I'm saying all of that because you asked the question, is that a good time to quit when it seems like every single thing you're doing can't be right or it's, it's not good enough? And there, there is an element to when you're um, employed where you are a that – that is a, an asset for you for finding another job. So when you have a job, it's much easier to find another job when you have a job. It is much more challenging to find a job when, uh, you, when you don't have a job. So when we're looking over it, you know, and you just have to think, think about this next question when you're in that interview – um, why did you leave your current employment when uh, you didn't have something lined up yet? You know, because it could create a perception of irresponsibility, a perception of um, of a lack of reliability. So there is an element of should I quit now? But then are you prepared for the perception that you will receive when you're applying for that next job? Or is it I shouldn't quit now, but I should actively be pursuing another role, another job, whether it's in the same organization or if it's outside of the company as well. That may be the the question that you're kicking around there and counting the cost about. Yeah, I mean, that's always hard because it's like you're you, – you feel like you're giving everything and then it just looks like um, nobody appreciates it. And so, yeah, there's definitely that part wants to quit. And probably before I was married, this would be easier because I would just, uh, I, instead of, I would never just quit to quit. I would always have some other thing to go on to. But it was always some harebrained music thing. Like, you know, I had this really cool job as a as a pizza chef for a while where I got to work, make gourmet pizzas at a restaurant. It was pretty cool. But my awesome friend, Saul Paul, was uh, going on a tour to Hartford, Connecticut and driving. And when I say tour, it was us. It was four people in a Corolla. And uh, it was insane. It was like him, his wife, the, the the DVD guy that was recording the whole thing, and then his guitar and my neck. So it's like I'm in a car with a guitar stuck in my neck in a Corolla because we thought that that would save us time and uh and gas and that was a terrible idea but I quit that job and the funny part about that is I remember giving that job two weeks I was like hey guys I'm gonna give you two weeks to to go on this tour 
And uh, they were like, sure. But the only guy that can take your job, which really makes me feel great about my job, is the dishwasher. Is the only guy that can make pizzas that's available. Mm. So you got to work his job. Now, if anybody that knows me, cleaning up, which we'll talk more about in a second, is not my forte. And uh, they wanted me to wash all these dishes. And I never really washed it. I never was a dishwasher. Uh, I'm an uh, artistic type. I like doing stuff. Um, well, that night was like a wine crazy night. And every wine glass in the place was done. And I was in charge of cleaning them all. Remember, this is my first day as the dishwasher. And I proceeded to dishwash. And I'm like, I remember leaving that. And I, I tried my tar. I tried my heart out. And I washed them all. And it was like 2 in the morning. I got off. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this another day. But I got two more weeks of this. I can make it. And so I go to sleep. And I wake up. And I'm about to go to work. And I have a phone call from the boss. And he's like, hey, Jason. Um... Did you wash all the wine glasses last night? I'm like, yep. And he was like, every single one of them have fingerprints on them. Um, you don't have to worry about coming in tomorrow, <laughs> today. Ooh, rough. And I was like, oh, darn. And so, you know, I, I didn't quit that job. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I just got fired because I, uh, it's so hard because it's like, it wasn't a lack of trying. It wasn't like I was just sitting around being lazy. No, I was actually I was sweating my brains out trying to make that happen. I just, that detail orientation is not my best strong point. And uh, it, it went terrible. And so mm. I say all that to say, yeah, I used to, when I was younger and before I was married and uh, had a kid on the way, uh, quitting was a lot easier because it would be like, hey, I'm just going to go. Like, oh, you know, when I had my job, I had a job in Austin and I moved here. I didn't quit. I transferred. But I, I just transferred. You know, I just left my job and moved here. And uh, th that that went. Actually, pretty much every time I've jumped jobs to do something else, that always goes terrible, actually, now that I think about it. But, uh, yeah, no, I think a lot of the times when you think that everything's going against you, it might be, it might be time to move on and find another job. Mm -hmm. But if you can stick it out as you're looking for it, I think that's wise. And now it's like I definitely have to think that way. Um, because I don't want to be in a place where my wife can't pay the bills or things like that. I mean, yeah, we both know my wife makes way more money than me, mm -hmm. but it's still the point is, is I want to try. I mean, I remember right. when I first got married, it took a few months until I actually got a job. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there is that temptation to want to just quit when everything feels wrong. And then, you know, I mean, that's how, um, that's the reason I asked that question. Right. Cause I, I know even for me for the last a uh, few months, I feel like nothing has gone right for me at my job, and so I think that's why I bring that up. Right? No, it's a it's a it's a great call, and and I think that that question you asked initially, as well regarding what do you do if you're going to be staying, um, it's it's a pertinent, relevant question. Is how do you make the most of the time that you are there, and uh, and something that is is I think crucial in that space. When you understand who is making that decision, when if somebody seems to be trying to get you out the door and ultimately result in you being let go or being uh, fired, then if they they have any kind of plan or direction for you are a sequence of priorities that are important. One thing that I, I would prioritize is looking at what they think is the most important, whether it's their top five, their top three, their top seven things every single day, and really maximize and heighten your emphasis in your job on those five, six, seven things, and then come back and communicate that you executed effectively on those five or six, seven things, and if they have any further feedback. And really, there's certain elements that as uh, as Christians, we think about our, our, our key. One of those is, is humility and truly considering others better than yourself and seeing their perspective better, their their direction better. And then so when you do the action and then you could come back to you and say, I, I did what you told me to do. And, and here's something that maybe is not talked about a whole lot, but 
begin to capture this documentation is probably going to be important because you want to you never want to be cheated out of a job or lied about in in a job setting and when when you have your documentation of what the concern that was brought up about your own performance at work and then the actions you took to turn those around that could be really key and helpful with creating a true accurate story when you have dates and actions taken to maintain a a uh, prof- you know maintain <clears throat> professionalism in the workplace yeah and i appreciate that um my uh, least favorite thing to do is document anything um and i know that you know even as as you were mentioning i i know that in the last you know just last week uh i was asked to not come back to work for a day um because of my cleanliness um at work and and that's uh frustrating because i'm trying to be an example of a hard worker and i feel like i am working hard but obviously i've been uh missing um an aspect that they thought that was strong and you know they felt like they were reaching out and i wasn't seeing it and uh you know that hurts because it's like i really want to be my best and then um and then what happens is uh my job gets in the way right like then uh, I have to work longer and I have more stuff to do. And so then I, though I have the intentions to want to clean the truck or clean the, whatever I'm in, um, I get so, um, focused on something else. Mm. And, uh, then I just forget about it. And then I'm like, but I worked really hard today when they see that. And, uh, you know, and I understand the thought that it's not my property. I can't hurt those things. You know, there's things that have to go on past me. And, uh, you know, it's, it never feels good when somebody's like, you're not doing good at your job, even though you feel right. like you're doing good at certain things, but it's right. all, it's a, a total encompassness of the thing. And, uh, that hurts, It does. but it's like, I want to show repentance and I want to show change. I want to come back and be like, okay, guys, this is what I'm doing. I'm cleaning this. I'm getting it done. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was even considering like maybe I should like install like a uh, selfie camera for the back of my truck that I can just take a before and after picture, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sarcastically, but at the same time, like uh, even seeing that, um, not thinking of it as documenting it for them, but documenting it for me mm-hmm. to help me realize that I'm doing this, right. that I am changing, because again, I want to be my best. I uh, look at the scriptures. The scriptures talk about doing this for God and not for people. Um, and I, I want to. And it, it still hurts. I mean, it's, I, it's, it stinks when you let anybody down. Mm-hmm. And work is a little different because they're not like your best friends or those kind sure. of things. But uh, it still doesn't feel good. And, you know, I still have to deal with the, the heart on that matter. But right. I, I want to be better. And in that situation, the answer to that question, at least I think, is, it's not you know i'm gonna um quote some sylvester stallone at this point but uh it's it's not if you fall down but it's how fast you get up that's right and i think that with a work like that here's the truth everybody fails mm-hmm. everybody most successful in the people in the world that failed and that's what's helped them get better right you know what if you are of your right mind and if you have a focus you can do better. Now, you know, I've definitely had jobs where they had me against the wall. They said, you need to do this, this, and this. And I wish I could tell you that I got out of it, but I didn't because I didn't change my attitude. I was frustrated and thought that they had it against me and I didn't change. But I realize now as a grown up, as an older guy, that I have to change my perspective. And it's not about them. It's about me. I don't want to ever be bitter and angry towards people. And and I don't want to think about if somebody's is doing something on purpose, as you were saying, I I don't want to be the person to realize it. Right. Because I don't I don't want to live my life that way. I've seen tons, so many people live with vengeance and that kind of stuff. I don't want to live that way. And ongoing skepticism. They're yeah. always doubting people's intentions and motives. And it hurts, you know, when people let you down in that way. But I still want to, I'd rather be that man. And I always make the joke. I always say this all the time that when it comes to being a Christian, when it comes to, uh, you're going to give your heart and your heart's going to get hurt a lot, but, uh, our hearts are squishy. So they come right back. I know that's not exactly true, <laughs> but in my head, it makes me feel that way that, uh, you know, they pop back up 
and right. it's willingness to give your heart so it's going to make you your best and so even in my situation that the reason i even bring that question up is because i do definitely feel like i can't do anything right at work and uh, this was a hard week for me um to be told that i am not doing anything good at work and uh that they would rather me really show some change um, or I won't be working there anymore. Right. That's hard, especially since I'm supposed to be the good Christian guy, and I'm the post. I'm the guy with the podcast. I'm the guy with the rap stuff. I'm the guy that does all those things, and there I am being the guy that they're asking to not come back for a day, and uh, that's that's hard. But one thing I'm not is a quitter. That's right. And one thing I'm not is a person that's just gonna run away from a situation. But I, but I can't go back angry and bitter. I need to go. Okay. What can I do to change? What can I be to be different? That's right. Because I want to be different. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, those things that they felt like I did wrong, I did not do them on purpose. I did them because I was focused on other things. Um, but I need to realize that those are the things I need to focus on too. Right. And, you know, it's like, but yeah, that's what I think of in that situation. And it can be incredibly challenging to uh, hear that you're not good enough, to feel like you're not good enough. And there's so uh, many of uh, so many people, you know, I would say 95 percent, right? 19 people out of 20. Um, the way their work ethic is described is so connected to their identity, their security, their, their self-worth. And to be told that is, is incredibly challenging. And I think what you said is right, where monitoring that progress that you're making so that you're, you're able to take pride in yourself um, is going to be really valuable in that in that growth and I, I could speak from from a, a, from my shortcomings even recently um, so each year at work uh, we do what's called an engagement survey and it's connected with the Gallup organization and ultimately there's uh, there's 12 key questions that the, that the 14 people who report to me complete every June and they're, they're, the 12 questions are these uh, number one is I know what's expected of me at work and they'll answer the question they'll, they'll rate it one to five number two is I have the system and equipment I need to do my job number three is I, every day I do what I do best number four is I've received recognition in the last seven days for a job well done number five is my supervisor or someone at work cares about me number six is someone at work encourages my developments Number seven is my opinion at work counts. Number eight is the mission or purpose of the organization makes me feel important. Number nine is my coworkers are committed to quality work. Number 10 is I have a best friend at work. Number 11 is, it's based on number 11 actually right now, but I'll jump to number 12. There's chicken noodle soup at work? <laughs> no, that's not it. It's not chicken noodle soup. I feel like I could order a pizza for everybody on my team. What should, what should happen right about now is you should pull up on your phone the Gallup 12 engagement questions and you could fill in number 11 for me while I jump to number 12. I know where number 12 is. But I don't have to do it in your voice? Unless you could, pull, you could do it now and I could say it and you could move my words right now to about 30 seconds ago. Didn't we just talk about how I'm not good at doing this stuff? You're not good at editing? Oh, yeah. I'm good at editing. I, I meant like documenting things. <laughs> so you, oh yeah my phone's supposed to be charging and i totally forgot about it so your purpose in life right now is to find out what that 11th engagement question is well as but, you already know i'm terrible at my job so <laughs> <laughs> number 12 is there's opportunities for me to learn and grow we're standing in front of a computer <laughs> at work that i could just look up anything i want on a computer you can but instead i go to my phone that's dead that's true and i can't find anything because obviously it's dead because i was supposed to charge it earlier and i forgot okay back to my failure <laughs> no well back to my failure it's more important than yours is so they took that survey you unplugged my charger to plug in your charger <laughs> I didn't you realize I, that I, I, needed... my, I figured based on the story of your dishwashing that my charger would be more clean for the touch than your charger <laughs> yes all right so we're gonna go on a tangent here if i don't stop so okay back to your 12 club questions if you remember right so each june the 14 people who report to me 
complete a survey on those 12 questions and they were they answer five me meaning absolutely no question no doubt and one being not at all and in my my in my team this year um the scores that my team um the way my team answered is, is they proved to be really disengaged and <clears throat> i had among the, the the lowest scores of all the supervisors the the 35 supervisors or so we have in San Antonio, I was among the lowest, which which it was easy for me to feel ashamed, embarrassed, um, really bummed out. And even you know, my boss texted me and asked me how I was processing all of it. Um, he's a great guy, and he let me know that we're going to turn the ship around and to hold my head up and to don't share my results yet with everyone, everyone. So... Uh, he was building me up, but what was challenging, and he, he asked me if I wanted some advice about the matter, and my response was absolutely. And plus, this guy, my, my boss, he's, he's like an engagement king. So ultimately, my score was a 3.7, which is really poor, and then his was a 4.88. So he's a rock star at it. He's done it well. He's done it for years, and I, I hope to look to imitate and put into practice the principles he shares with me to be able to grow. And Jason is diligently looking up those questions and he has them pulled up on Google right now. He just needs that number 11 question. And the top 12 questions from the Gallup poll that you were reading um, is the same. You know what? Your face. (laughs) I'm quoting your face is what I'm doing right now. And you know what your face says? Boo! <laughs> You're almost there, bro. Soon, very soon. All right. Um, wait, go up. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the wrong place. You're close. I, I can't buy it. I don't have any money. Just go to the go back and go to the images. Go to images. All right, here we are. All right, pick one of those. Yeah, Clicking. Where's number? I have 11? a best friend at work. In the last six months, someone has reviewed someone progress. At work talked to me about Jason. Someone has reviewed my progress with me. Oh, uh, reviewed my. Well, that was the one you probably got the lowest grade, right? I I probably have overdid it and then reviewed progress with them too much. Yeah, that actually it's funny, right? Because what your situation was is that you were trying too hard and they were like, if you don't like this guy, <laughs> that, that honestly, um, and when my boss asked me how I was feeling, one of the things that told him was that I was really reflecting cause in really bro, I, I was breaking down every single month over the last eight months, things that I've done. When I looked at July, I helped plan a cowboy Christmas in July, Thai food, pizza party. In, in June, I planned my first No ever. wonder they voted you off the island. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Just do a pizza party, man. <laughs> like, you're overthinking even the idea of a pizza party. <laughs> it's like the easiest thing. It's the thing in the supervisor, pizza party. You're like, hmm, how can it make it way more complicated than people, than people don't want it? Hmm. So, in June, I planned my first ever baby shower. May, I think I bought them Bill Miller's, the best barbecue in all of Texas. That's not a true statement. Please do not, when you come to Texas, go get Bill Miller's barbecue because of him. Bill Miller's barbecue is like, no offense to Bill Miller. If Bill Miller wants to change this, uh, sponsor this podcast, I will change my views. Or his son's. Or my son's name, to Bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't tell my wife. <laughs> But I was not talking about your sons. I was talking about if Bill Miller. I think he's not alive anymore. But oh, yeah. I was going to talk about his sons oh. want to sponsor. Yeah, but you're probably talking about Bill Miller, the organization. Sure, but but in general, Bill Miller's is the McDonald's of barbecue. Boo! That's my opinion. Yep, and some opinions are worse than others. Well, obviously, <laughs> in the long run, more people like me than they like you. So, I bet if we did the Gallup poll of this podcast, I would win. <laughs> so in March, I took them out to a Mexican restaurant, and we did a scavenger hunt in Walmart. Okay. In, did they get money? 
the winners are supposed to get money, but I for- keep forgetting to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> this might be one of the reasons why. <laughs> 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 hey guys, it's one of y'all getting a hundred dollars <laughs> next year when I remember. In February, I took them uh, bowling and paid like, you know how food is ridiculously expensive at those pizza place slash bowling alleys, and so I got them ten dollars worth of food. They had to pay the difference, um, and bowling. And then in January, I planned games for our team meeting. So anyway, I'm looking at all the things that I do to try to create an engaging environment. And it seems largely ineffective. And it, it's terrible to feel like you worked so hard, but then the results ultimately on the end were so little. And truly, it's an opportunity for me to be humble and, and learn from the success of others to find out people that are in my role that did much better on this survey. What did they do and how can I do it? They did a pizza party. As a pizza party. Yeah, that's some good ideas. Just say it, Derek. Now, all seriously, though, yeah, it's interesting how it goes, right? Because you're like, I really tried my brains out to do this, and then I just failed. But, yeah, I mean, it's the same idea with anything, right? You you go all out, and sometimes you just it doesn't go well. But it's get up and get better. And uh, get advice from others. And uh, you just take my advice. Don't do a Thai, you know, McDonald's Christmas. Christmas pizza party where the pizza has, like, Thai curry in it. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. No one wants it that. It was a cowboy. Nope. Christmas. You're failing. White elephant. Nope. Party. Nope. Thai food pizza party. Those are all awesome things by themselves. <laughs> this is the exact problem that you're having. You're just doing too much. What you really need to do is do the thing I tell you to do all the time, and this would be a great uh, another great sponsor for us is a uh, Loot Crate. Uh, you should use Loot Crate for all <laughs> why, your well, work needs. Why, why, why do you assume that Loot Crate is the solution to all of my problems? <laughs> uh, I feel like anytime you get cool little um, toys and knickknacks, <laughs> it makes everybody feel better. If somebody can get a Wolverine bobblehead, that makes your life better. <laughs> it makes your it makes your work day just so much better when you're like, hey, Wolverine's got my back. And you know, then he's shaking his head. When I went to San Francisco, I bought them fans, and then I bought them a bottle opener for the one guy that was on my team. And still, we have a great picture. And see, episode three, maybe we could put a picture of the uh, my team and I with their cool fans from San Francisco. <laughs> so far, we have five pictures. Or is it three pictures? You've already changed the like our cover for this podcast is gonna have to like rotate like every thirty seconds to come up with all your pictures. W. Okay. E. E. Yeah, I know. T. Okay. We're sitting down. C. It's gonna be hard to switch in H. music me sitting down. Not gonna happen. N. <laughs> Are you done? You know, the and, and I think we always have to 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 get a little more sincere here. Um, it's important for me. And one of the, the, the temptations was, well, I feel like nine or ten out of the fourteen people think I'm awesome, and then like the four, the four people really hated me, and then they tanked my scores. Which I don't know that it's true, and we don't actually get the results person by person. Um, but just I asked myself, was there a space where I was too hard and too strong in the call to excellence and uh in in a call center when people are avoiding calls and their times are a lot longer than other people then it's it's a, it's a time to address it and for me because i, I work in a virtual space where they're, uh, they're, my team that reports to me they're working from home i'm working from home they there was three of them that i had to ask and to temporarily suspend them from working from home because their numbers were um, out of line, and, but but since then I've asked myself, did that did I give them a proper expectation that that was coming, or did I spur that that onto them too soon, where it was all of a sudden their opinion didn't count Q7, and that it showed that I didn't care Q5, and kind of like you said as well, when I looked at how 
poorly I did in those sections when they when people were saying that their supervisor or someone at work doesn't care about them. Um, it, it hurt, it, and it, it made me angry and have self doubt about what I do and who I'm so, supposed to be as a man of God. I want to be somebody who absolutely cares. I can be. I, I, I'd rather be wrong and show that I care than be right and be apathetic. So it's just something that I had to have had to work through, reflect on and uh, take ownership and not just dismiss my results because of a few people when really there are areas of, of my walk um, in my in my work, um, my workflow that I need to change. Yeah. And I think it's uh, I mean, you know, if I worked for you, I'd probably give you low scores, too. And, <laughs> and I'm not just being that way because I'm like, uh I, I wanted to make you laugh, but because uh, I've had that, I've had that again. Where the boss just was all about excellence. Oh, oh, I'm recording something else. Oops. Uh, all right, the boss is all about excellence. See, here he is pushing me around again, <laughs> making sure we're excellent. See, this is why I would quit. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and I see the heart to want to do that. But it's like if I don't feel like they're listening to anything I say, it's hard for me to want to do to do better. And it's not like I'm trying to be a jerk or trying to be in that situation. But if you're not listening to what I have to say, then it feels rough. Right. And so I feel like as a friend and when I were, when, you know, there are things that I work under you for. And I feel like you know me enough to know how to treat me in that situation. And so maybe the same idea and the same idea, right, as me is that sometimes I think we just need to get out of our own perspective mm-hmm. and look at the people we're dealing with. So like a good example is like in my, my instance for work, I got to look at the side of my bosses and see what they're seeing and see what I can do to, to uh, understand them and to help them be successful with me. Right. And in the same situation, you as the boss, seeing your employees, seeing their opinion and trying to make it, um, make y'all be on the same side. Right, and that's such a. It's interesting that we're on the opposite sides of this, even though we're usually on the opposite sides of everything. But that's how that works, you know. No, it, it it's real, and it's it's interesting that you you help me to connect right now because one thing that I'm doing today, right now, we're midway through the year. I'm conducting mid year reviews for for all of my team members, and I'm also we're also doing stay interviews, which is it's an interview that's based on. Um, asking questions so I I know the contributing factors that would lead to them staying employed uh, with with the with um, with my company, and one of the questions that I, that I've been asking is um, what can I do to make um, work better for you? And the second qu- follow up question is what can I do more of? What can I do less of? What do I do that frustrates you? And I've I've found some really um, um, challenging things I think beneficial things for me but challenging and one thing that was brought up was how I can be dismissive when people have ideas or questions and now and so the dot you helped me connect was I've been like that at work and these are people who giving me honest feedback today um, probably one of my most engaged people that understands the way I tick and the way I'm wired she gave me that feedback today in that stay interview saying that when people bring up questions and make comments sometimes I could be dismissive and not but the dot you had me to connect was my my wife has brought that up when I've conducted even leadership meetings with our church fam and I've I'm facilitating and people are getting off topic and I could be uh, dismissive to what the question was or the topic was and um, overall it's not a it could be borderline rude, um, and it could stem from uh, from arrogance, and I don't want that to be me. I want to be a great listener. Yeah, no, and I think that that's I mean, that's the part that I hope people get from this is that you need to listen to our podcast more, so become great <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So right, so pretty much what I just gave the lesson to myself was I should stop doing the podcast and just be a listener to the podcast. Well, no, I feel like you do that already, because if you really look at the percentage of who talks during this podcast, it's pretty much all me. 
and then you're just kind of, you know, you're just there. So you do a good job listening. I mean, if we were to look today, uh, you might have talked a little more. I talked more today than the other times. Yeah, usually it was just a all about Jason podcast, but I'm trying to give to others. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Oh, I'm quick at everything. <laughs> I was going to make a food joke, but anyway. <laughs> that I'm not quick to eat? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's funny. We usually do like two questions. And there we did do two questions today. That my question was two questions. But uh, yeah, I think this is an interesting topic because it's, it's uh, you know, we both didn't have very awesome weeks this week. Right. And, um, but the, the best part is we're still alive and it's just a job, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation is. Like, you know, I, I, after the meeting, after like I had been asked to not come back for a day, uh, I was like, Hey guys, I know this doesn't sound funny, but I hope you have an awesome weekend. Cause I'm about to have a baby. And they're like, really? And they're like, congratulations. And I'm like, thanks. Like, you know, I know this was a serious meeting, but I just wanted to say I'm really excited. And, you know, my mind, I'm like, you know what? I can't allow. Yeah, yeah, I need to have a job so I can pay for my child. And I'm pretty sure this podcast isn't going to pay for that. So I need a real job at least for a little bit. And, um, but it's still not going to, it's not going to change the person I am. It's not going to change the way I love my wife. It's not going to be the, change the way that I take care of my son. You know, uh, there are times where I'm like, well, if you saw how much I love people, would you really care how much I clean up? Mm. But in the long run, I just don't want that situation to control me because it's only a little part of my life. And God has always taken care of me. It's funny, right? Right before that meeting, I'm sitting in the, the break room and they made me wait like 30 minutes <laughs> knowing that I'm going to get in trouble. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like stewing in it. And then I'm like, and then there's just some random guy in his lunch and he's like, looking at it, and I'm looking at him like, Hey bro, what's up? And he was like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm like, you know what? Life isn't that serious. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, the last 30 minutes I've been freaking out that I'm going to get fired today. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. But you know what? I look at my life, and you know, we talked about this last week for the podcast, is that you know I've had way more terrible things happen to me. Um, it's still recording. I've had way more terrible things happen to me in my life um, because of, you know, like when Kevin passed the day before my wedding, mm-hmm. um, uh, or the day I moved to San Antonio, my car blew up, or... You know, all these things have happened to me, and God's always taken care of me. You know, I had my, I ran into a piece of sheet metal where it put 28 stitches in my face. I didn't lose my eyeball. My grandmother used to always say, the awesome grandma we talked to earlier, used to always say there's an angel somewhere missing two fingers. Um, but I just look at that, and I remember God's always taken care of me in every terrible thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And I'm still here. So if today would be my last day at work, Will I still be a great dad, a husband, a friend? Yeah, I'm not going to change that. And yeah, do I need to become a better worker? Of course I do. But I'm not going to let that determine my day. And I think after talking to that guy, I don't even think I got the guy's name. But it made me feel better. And then when I went to the meeting and it was uh, not a firing but a suspension. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. I know I've kind of not said it the whole time. I don't know why I didn't just say suspension. I just kept on saying not come back for work for a day. I don't know. I just didn't want to say suspension. But uh, in the long run, that's not going to control me. Mm-hmm. Will it help me get better? Of course it will. Sure. I'm going to grow, and I'm going to get better. And no matter what the situation is, if I, if I try my hardest and it doesn't work out, then amen. I'll figure it out. I mean, I figured it out, as I said again last week, you know, right after I was about to get married, right after I asked my wife to marry me, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. And I went like, um, I went like seven months without a job. God still took care of us. That's we right. still figured out our bills. We still did those things. And uh, I know that if I serve him, he's going to take care of me. That's right. And uh, just can't allow that. But the truth is, still hard. And uh, that's how I think about that. Right. And, and with the standard that we have as men of God, uh, 
the direction can be very clear. The path can be very clear for us that, you know, for me, the, the, the temptation is, well, you guys, you know, ruined my engagement score and my performance for the year is the way I could, I could be tempted to look at it. So then why should I be continual and perpetual in my love for you you um, why should i continue to go above and beyond why should i bend over backwards to to help out and serve and and help you develop and help you to grow but the truth is that people who have loved me when i didn't deserve it helped me the most people who have helped me and served me when i feel like i didn't deserve it have inspired me the most even even jay is uh, Jason, Jay, and I joke that when I was um, at my lowest, uh, they assigned they assigned me to him, um, or they uh, they asked me to really learn and, and glean from him, because uh, Jay understood love, and I I understood a lot of structure, I understood a hierarchy, and some of the, those talent things, but I missed how crucial relationships are, and I hope to never forget that for the rest of my life, the value. Of, uh, of relationships and so even if people aren't showing me the same love that I feel like I'm showing them or aren't trying with the effort that I'm trying I want to remember that I'm called to love regardless of what's being done to me so that principle works also in my marriage so this when I'm not um, feeling it you know feeling you know super encouraged accepted supported built up appreciated but the, the call is still to love and to prioritize and all those good things. I mean, you just see the example I give you in our relationship. When you let me down all the time, I still love you and take care of you. I'm still here. Always. It's not, yeah. But no, I'm with you. Because I feel like that's the, it's a hard thing to realize that. And I mean, you know, I thought you were going to do it. Now I'm going to do the cheesy stuff. But yeah, I just think about God and how like, Every time I let him down, he's there for me. Every time he gives me something awesome and I don't deserve it. As I said, uh, my, my my boy right now is already at like nine pounds. And so he's going to be a big chubby bunny. And uh, when we saw the uh, son sonogram, uh, it was like this big cheesy, like big giant cheeks. I was like, great. They're gonna He's going to come out of my wife and he's going to look just like me. He's going to have a beard and everything. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody's going to be like, oh, you look just like your son. Or your son looks just like you. And I'm like, so you're saying I'm a big chubby guy? So you're just trying to say I'm, I'm just a big 10-pound baby? So that's what you're trying to say? Because that's offensive. I know he's cute and adorable, but it's not the same. <laughs> but no, uh, That's yeah. spot on, bro. It, it's spot on because, um, you know, I can be so... I, my, my my temptation and tendency is to be so performance based in the love that I give well if you didn't love me then why should I love you but God's not that way and when I've been when I've neglected him when I didn't appreciate him when I didn't value him and he continued to pursue me and give me chance after chance even you know all that time and then I finally was trying to come back to him and he um, accepts me with open arms embraces me you know it brings me in and i want to be the same way for other people just to keep on loving to be patient with them as they it might take them a little bit longer to come around but i want to i want to win i want to win people over um ultimately for you know for his glory and to be like him the way he is with me yep yep Yep. You ready for your three words? Yep. Four words. Turtles. Dogs. Uh huh. Highway. Okay. Rescue. Okay. Work. Okay. Dishes. That's way more than three words. 
Now I can see a day only if I go down. I am sitting like a dog on the highway now, and I gotta go with Derek to Valero and get some hot dogs to pick up the dog, bro. And everybody's looking at me funny. I don't know, but it's two for two twenty-two if I let it go, and then I explode because it's better when the way was. I know what I'm saying forever and the day, cause here I go, here, here I go. I talk about a life and I rip a little flow. I breathe out loud and I do what I know. Yes, I got suspended. This is all I really know. And oh, I almost cried and still I can't try, but I know I gotta rearrange the way I live. I still gotta be clean and still I can't seen. Only if I knew that I gotta scream. Now we gotta talk about Derek and his Gallup poll. He was dreaming cause he did what he did not know. And he tried to combine things that didn't need to be combined. Only if he made it forever, <laughs> I gotta lose my mind. I, dude, it's called a pizza party. Don't add anything else to the pizza party because you chill out like the pizza party. It's called a pizza party for a party for takes. And I knew what I was saying, but I'm breaking the blakes. And I know the times because I'm sitting the brakes and I exhale, breathe. I know that I'll sneeze. I know that I'll be the man that I can be. And oh, I got a baby coming soon, my man. He's going to be like 12 pounds and stand. My wife won't be very happy about that. I go, but that's okay. He'll still be cute running the show. And I know what I am doing because he's answering the questions. Breathing out loud like I'm learning these lessons. I hope I learned the lessons only if I can't go. But now I'm confessing because God loves me. Oh, he loves me no matter how stupid I can act. Just like us when we're at work like that. And he's like, I love you. I want you to succeed, please. I know it's crazy. Sometimes you got to be see. But he's like, hey, I love you. You can know it. Yeah, I want you to succeed only if I let it go. And so many days of my life he has been there. And I've cried because I stand in mad. I knew that sometimes i would never be so bad but now i'm sitting here with the panda in my hand i get it gone and i rip a little song breathing out loud and i want to overcome oh my god is amazing i be so i guess that's the end of this podcast geo <laughs> well done my son